welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week, we have the California pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the fat man, Stevens. Hello. And Rob, the old guy. You're listening to the Rob Charney yeah. Show here. Another and, rip-roaring episode. And hopefully soon, we'll have some of our other ragtag bag of misfits on. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We're, we're going to start yeah. the show off with our celebration of the people who have passed away. And since... Uh, you know, life and come out with a thing like a little theme song for that, like a, a funeral dirge or something like that for this. You know, just so that you liven it up a little bit. Maybe like a happy birthday song of the dead. I don't know. It seems like our more, you know, so like a very like a bad news of opening, like a bad well, news over happy music type of thing. <laughs> So, Sergio Calderon, best known for his work in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, Men in Black and the Ruins, has died at 77 years old. Oh, young. General Hospital and Saved by the Bell actor Gerard Castillo passed away at 90. That's a good run. Yeah. And legendary, and I mean legendary, singer Tina Turner died at 83. Classic metal church drummer Kirk Arrington has died at 61. I have no clue who he is. No, I don't either. And Quentin Tarantino announces Leonardo DiCaprio's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood character Rick Dalton has passed away. <laughs> so now, now we announce characters that have died. I thought it was funny not to. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny. <sighs> Yeah, at first I thought you were going to say Tarantino died. So uh, Quentin Tar no, I, Tarantino I announced on that. Friday that Rick Dalton, the 60s actor played by Leonardo DiCaprio and directed in 2019 film Once Upon a Time Hollywood, has passed away. Once a what? Once Upon a Time? Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has passed oh, okay. away. So the thing is, is I don't know if it's a real guy or a fake guy. So, oh, it must be real. Um, <laughs> they have a picture of him? No. Well, maybe it is fake. So from 1933 to 2023. So I'm assuming it's, oh. he's real. Sounds like he's real. He's got a birthday. Sam Zell, billionaire real estate mogul, dies at 81. British comedian Andy Smart dies unexpectedly at 63. And the WWE legend superstar Billy Graham died at 79. This gentleman has is solely responsible for launching a ton of careers. Him and Dusty Rhodes. Hulk Hogan famously said he wanted to be like Superstar Billy Graham and kind of stole his gimmick. Uh, and here's one for James. The godfather of poker dies at 89, Doyle Brunson. Yeah. Well, he's an old man, and he was probably still playing poker. I, he probably he died, died with chips in his table. hand. Yeah, probably. Barry yeah. Newman, Vanishing Point Eight and the Limey actor, dies at 92. And that's it. But uh, Melanie did send us a listicle of well-known figures who we lost in 2023. <laughs> so I think I'd go through it real quick. <laughs> oh, all right. Lance Riddick. Tatiana Pazia, supermodel. Tom Sizemore died at 61. That's somebody we announced. I was bummed about that one. Yeah, Robbie yeah. Knievel we announced. Bert... Bacharach? Bacharach. Bacharach. Yeah. Robert Blake. Jeff Beck, which was heartbreaking. 
as he was considered one of the greatest by the greats. Raquel Welch, Richard Belzer, and I think we've actually done a good portion of these, so we'll yeah. we'll save the list if we run out of people to talk to about who passed away, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, we've got to honor Melanie every now and then. We don't hear from her too often anymore. So uh, I uh, here's one that I thought that was interesting. Henry Rowland says bands aren't making essential music anymore. A former Black Flag, Black Flag frontman, Henry Rollins, feels mm. that some bands aren't creating essential music anymore, and that success has damaged impact on creating art. Years ago, Rollins made the decision to step away from making music and focus on other creative desires. During a recent chat with the 13th Floor, he was asked if he would turn to creating music if art, if artist, if an artist, he really respected approach him with an opportunity. So what do you think? I mean, we've heard this comment for years that nobody's making music anybody actually wants. It's all generic. You know, if you want to hear anyone new that is making decent music, don't listen to the radio. Oh, 100%. Um, and a lot of the guys that I've found recently that I'm like, you know, they're actually pretty good. <clears throat> I, I just kind of randomly stumbled across them. Like, uh, um, the Dead South, I like them. They're, they're a pretty good band that's out and doing stuff. Um, there's another guy, why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? Um, but I came across his stuff a couple years ago, and it's pretty good. Um, uh, I got to give me a moment to try to remember his name. Um, he actually did an opening for um, the guy who played Dexter Morgan. He put out a show not that long ago after he left Dexter. Um, and it was an opening for that. And I remember hearing it. And it was it was actually pretty good. And then I looked him up and I found his stuff. And he's actually a pretty good artist. But yeah, it's like you gotta dig deep to find um, anyone good anymore. I've That's pretty bad. I've recently found a couple of bands because I've been I've been listening to a lot of music. One I ran into today was called Plaid on Flannel. Hmm. Um, and some of these are actually I have a subscription to a vinyl box, and this one guy I just got called Patty Sherlock. Latest album is Dusk. I really like. So I agree with James. It's it's out there, but it's uh, it's really damn hard to find, especially if you're old like James Me, and, and yeah. Rob. So I I only listen to you know, fifties, sixties, seventies, and some eighties music, and that's it. I'm done. I, that, yeah, you know that's kind of where I'm at too. It's like I have to, you know, if I really want to listen to something, it's all the stuff. You know, it's like the sixties. 70s i do listen to some 80s and 90s um very rare stuff from the early 2000s and then like i said there's only been a couple of handful of bands that i've even looked at um recently that i'm even like okay you're you're pretty good and i and i dig through them and yeah. find some of their stuff that i like and then i move on I, I would say for me, part of the reasons I like older music, and besides the fact I'm old, is you can hear, like, just, it's not as perfected. It's not perfect. And I think that's one of the things that drives me nuts about new music, is it's all 
cleaned up. It's not all of it's pop, but it's just it's perfected too much. You know, like uh, in some music, you can hear the, the the drummer was mistiming, or just it's 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 too modern music is too clean. In, um, in a lot of ways, the guy I was trying to think of is Barnes Courtney. And if you guys haven't heard of stuff, like look it up. To um, this guy has probably one of the best voices of somebody I've heard in a long, long time. And I'm trying to look up the song that really turned me on to him. Uh, I was like, "Wow, this guy's really good." Um, trying to find it, "Sinners." Sinners is the song I believe it was, and Fire are the two that I heard him do the first time. And they're really good. He's got one of the, like, I really enjoy his voice. So. Oh, talk about um, a guy who I literally have never heard of until I heard him on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I asked James if you've heard him of Jelly Roll. Never heard of him. Didn't know who he was. Saw his face because he has a very distinctive face bunch of tattoos larger man but his newest album called witsit chapel is actually it's a country album it's actually an amazing album it's it's oh. one of the first in a while i'm like i really dig this album well, i haven't heard his country stuff i'll have to check it out <coughs> yeah so, i thought he was of, just a rapper dying out um quentin tarantino actually did an interview recently about his new film coming out that he's re- very much um, keeping close to the chest um, called The Critic. It's supposed to be his last, right? It is going to be his last one. Mm -hmm. I'd buy that for a dollar. And what he's saying is that the motion picture business is dying. I agree. dying quickly. And what he means by this is that he's saying that, you know, what is a motion picture anymore? You're not going to theater. His, this movie is coming out exclusively to theater. <clears throat> I don't know if he is going to allow this thing to touch a streaming service for years. He is very much against streaming movies. He hates it. Um, and the reason why he's saying it's diminishing returns is his big reasoning but he's just he just hates it he's got nothing good to say about it which is actually kind of interesting he was saying that um the ryan reynolds movie that came out not that long ago um trying to think of the uh spirited and uh he said he made 50 million on the movie and um 50 million on that movie and on the next movie and he's like there's just no money to be made out of it and it's all going to the streaming services and he doesn't want to give streaming services any money i i've, I've said this before if you want to does i actually agree hollywood's dying and it's because hollywood video is not around anymore this is netflix's fault this is the fact that hollywood hasn't figured out how to make any money it's one of the reasons we've been stuck with craptastic marvel movies for the last decade instead of well you know i i don't want to throw it all on 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 it but i'm going to is you know the COVID 19 when we shut down for covid it just got all kind of everyone stayed at home and what were we doing it was dying it was dying before that 
I, I think yeah, it was dying know, before that. To James's point, I think he's saying it was kind of the the death straw that broke the camel's yeah, back, right? It was because the threw it down the hill. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I understand what you mean by that, and I and you know for two years we were locked up. You got to do something. So we all started streaming like crazy, and then to be honest with you, for me, a lot more convenient. Got a yeah. big giant TV, a nice sound system. Yeah, it's just better I mean, for me. That's kind of where I was, you know. I, I was already watching a bunch of stuff at, at home, anyways. At by that point, yeah, because I didn't have money to go out and do things because you know, not and things just started getting more expensive, and then COVID hit and everything just skyrocketed, and it hasn't come back down. I honestly, I still prefer when there's a movie I actually want to see. I still prefer seeing it in theaters. The problem with me is there's not a lot of movies that I'm willing to invest in, and, and that's what it is. You're investing in it. You're investing in the entertainment. You're investing in your time. And it took quite a while before there was a movie that I was actually willing to pay to see, and that was the new Dungeons yeah. and Dragons movies, which was hilarious. Actually, it was a good movie. Yeah, so I, I got and, to stream it because I've been yeah, avoiding <laughs> Marvel. Because I've been avoiding Marvel movies. I haven't liked any of them in quite a while. Okay, so I got one more movie thing to talk about. I, I thought this was hilarious. So, talking about dying franchises, Fast X. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what Vin Diesel has to say about it? And that it's bombing at the box office. No, I hadn't heard that. Oh, yeah. He, I, I, so... He is throwing Jason Momoa under the bus for this one. Really? Because of his overacting and scene-stealing uh, depiction of this bad character. Now, guess what critics have to say? He's the best thing in the movie. Exactly. They said <laughs> they loved his campy villain. Well, and, and, and his defense, uh, and Vin Diesel's defense... Everybody loves Jason Momoa. I think it's if you're gonna if you're gonna talk in wrestling terms, it's really hard to turn people against Jason Momoa. He could murder but, children know. on screen, and people would still be loving him. So, so I so some I truth heard to Vin it, I think. Diesel talking about the movie and talking about Jason Momoa before it actually came out, and he was saying, "Oh, he's great. He's fantastic. He's the best thing added to this, you know, franchise yeah. since it started." And so now he's going the other way with it. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's what I was kind of thinking, too. It's like, it, it kind of seems like he's just kind of looking for an out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and, they, and supposedly Dwayne Johnson already came out and said, yeah, he'll be in the last movie. Well, I... Now, uh, he said that maybe before this movie is bombed. Well, this is supposed to be a trilogy, I heard. Um, yes, so Vin Diesel did say that this is the beginning of a trilogy. Of the end. Uh, yeah, and you know, I'm sitting there and I'm getting so upset by all this crap with this Fast Furious things, and somebody explained it, and it kind of made sense to me finally why they're still doing Fast and Furious, and, and the reason why they even got funding to make this into a trilogy even though this is Fast and Furious 10. <laughs> so, and the way they explained it is, in the U.S., people are sick of the Fast and Furious. But out in Europe and the U.K. area, 
They love these movies. Mm. And that's where they're making their money. So, yeah, they, they may fail here. But if we go and look at what the other countries are doing with them, they like them for some stupid reason. I, and, I, and I can't understand it. I can kind of a bit because one, I think just because of American car culture has always been face forward. And if you look at this movies, historically, this is kind of the original one was was making fun of car culture. This is this has gone even farther. How a, a drag race movie turned into James Bond with bad acting um, or worse acting. Sorry, Timothy. Um, I can see it and it makes sense. Because this is just a, there really are just good old fashioned action movies. Uh, I don't they like are. them. I'm not a yeah, fan not of a them, fan. but they're just, you know, that's what they are. I don't uh, like them because how they started. It started, I started hating this movie as if you watched the first one. I've just never liked them since. So the last thing I, I want to discuss before we move on from, uh, I guess we could say, uh, um, entertainment discussion is so we've talked about this i mostly brought it up and we've discussed it um netflix's password share yeah so netflix as of i believe it was last tuesday quietly rolled out in the u.s across the nation them stopping password sharing they didn't do a big Thing about it that they're doing it this day they didn't send emails out they didn't do anything like that but they did it so hbo went from hbo max to, to just max, max just on the max. same day yeah that they did it so hbo did a big thing of them changing over and the same day netflix is like we're sneaking this in now so that got shut off and I believe I'm the only one in this group right now that has somebody that has been using my Netflix. Okay. So they went out, uh, their whatever got shut off on Sunday. Really? Uh, yeah, Sunday it finally shut it up, stopped, stopped their, their ability to stream. And they went out and made their own account. So they messaged me and said, hey, can you send my profile to me? Now, Netflix has an option of transferring transferring profiles. Not a big deal, right? I go in, I click on the transfer profile, and the person gave me their account information so I could transfer it. That's part of the steps that Netflix wants you to do. So I put in their stuff. Guess what? I can't do it. No. Why? Because they create. Hold on, I'm getting to that. They created <laughs> their own account, and I can't give them their profile because they created their account already. <laughs> now, this person that I'm speaking of, I won't name drop or anything, they also have a child who also has been using my account too. <laughs> so that's two profiles that I'm trying to transfer over that I can't do it. <clears throat> so I call Netflix. Hey, Netflix, transfer <laughs> this profile to this person because your stupid website is not allowing this. Half an hour later, what it comes down to is each profile that you want to transfer to someone else 
has to create their own Netflix. So let that say again. So they give you the option to transfer profiles, but you can't transfer them without Netflix charging you or them. Uh. So it's not free. It's not free to transfer. No, it's not free to transfer. And I pay for the high end premium of Netflix and they want to charge me another $8 per person. If I want to allow them to have their own Netflix on my account (laughs) for two people, it's just under $16, like 15 50 for you to be able to have two people on your account in the same household. So it's 50 cents cheaper for them to get their own than for me to do it. Right. It's just kind of baffling that Netflix rolled this out and seemed to have not thought logistically through all of this to make it easy for one. I don't think they cared. And I don't think they care too. So this is the biggest money grab scheme I've seen from a streaming site in a long time. You, you um, want to know why? I, I think uh, Netflix is having some financial issues. A, they cancel they, they cancel their programs left and right. The one gimmick they had that made everybody consider actually getting them, I considered getting, uh, was the DVD service, was for some of the rare content. And they're selling yeah, that right. off. I, I think Netflix, I think all these people who don't have a big money studio behind them, like Netflix, is going to, I think Netflix is on the way out. And you, you read people, yeah, you, you read people and they say, oh, Netflix is making 100000 here too with all this money. But it's, it's like the problem is their own content, when they do make it, you get invested in it and they cancel it on one season. All the other stuff you want to see is stuff that people, you know, every service has this whatever the the non you know the the non first party stuff is so i think netflix is done i don't actually think they'll be done for maybe another decade oh no i agree i just think they're on the way out unless they figure out another gimmick i just don't think they they can survive or they merge um now you just gave me you just Amazon. You just kind of gave me a, a little thing here for a second, John. You mentioned that they're going to stop their streaming service. Their DVD service. Or not their streaming service, their, their DVD service. And I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I might have mentioned it. <clears throat> We've been kind of doing the show sporadically recently because of life for all three of us. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, a life, all four of us. We haven't <laughs> talked about Ryan. We'll let Ryan debate on how he wants to handle his return when he returns. Um, Anyways, Blockbuster, remember in April, Blockbuster randomly started up their website. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And said, you know, something's coming soon or some crap like that. I don't remember the exact wording. I wonder if Netflix and Blockbuster (laughs) are working something behind the scenes where Blockbuster starts a DVD mail service. That would be genius. (laughs) So you want to know what the funniest thing about this, that that comment is? So Sherman, set the Wayback Machine. Guess who offered themselves to said blockbuster? Who? Netflix actually said, hey, would you like to buy us? And they laughed in their face and said, no, why would we do that? 
I think I do remember. Oh. oh. That would be funny. Also, anyway. also Redbox, I think, said, hey, can we buy your DVD, uh, your DVD uh, part of you? Business. Right, right. Um, now, is Red Redbox is still Oh, yeah. There, right? They're, they're yeah, still yeah. around. Yeah. I and don't they even have out. a Redbox app. I don't get it out much these <laughs> So Redbox actually has an app where you can uh, rent some of the movies that they – well, quite a few of the movies that they have at the boxes. And if, they're, <laughs> if you see one at the box over there, you can actually rent it at home. It's I think it's like a dollar or two more. <laughs> To do it, but they also give you discount codes and shit like that if you're on their uh, little email thing and have an account with them. But right. yeah, so I actually have a Redbox app on my Roku, and I stop by the boxes every so often. But yeah, it's been a while since I've done it, but yeah, yeah they're, they're actually pretty active. It's pretty nice to see that you can still get the DVDs and stuff, but... so. But it's kind of ridiculous. I have a question. Now now that there's a resurgence of, of hard media, uh, uh, record records have sold more than CDs have in a long time. They're actually consider they're, they're they're actually making pressing plants to manufacture vinyl records. Tapes are making a comeback, which I'm not quite understanding. Um, yeah, I don't get that either. Do you think there's gonna be a resurgence of DVDs? Because that, because I'm not a fan of streaming personally. I'm not because you have to have the internet. Not everybody has internet. A lot of people like having hard media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I, you know. Um. And by the way, it's it's going to be a boutique. No matter what anybody says, records will never be mainstream again. I'm a record head, but it's boutique. Let, let, let's be straight and honest. I I wouldn't be surprised if DVDs start making a comeback. The thing is. I just don't know how long that would last with the convenience of the internet and I I don't know. I don't see stores carrying it like they used to, like our old favorite little place, Suncoast. I don't see that coming back like it did. No. So maybe maybe over the internet there's gonna be a thing kinda like uh what you've been doing with your record thing where you get the records and stuff. I don't know. Well, I, been, I think the logistics of it are going to be, so, I don't know, not, not as easy. I, I would like to see it make a comeback. And one of the reasons I believe, and I could be wrong, one of the reasons um, that records are making a comeback, besides nostalgia, which, be honest, is is a, a, rec- is a, is a money driver, is the fact I think people are, are trying to go back into a, a time when they had time, when they weren't multitasking, they weren't doing a thousand things at once, when they're like, okay, I'm setting this time aside to watch physical media. That's one of the reasons I listen to records. Like, I still stream, but I'll, when I find a record, I'll sit down, I'll listen to it from A to B, and I, I think people are trying to reproduce that because I think people realize now that they're just hardwired to just be constantly busy. I crave things being bored which is hilarious because as a kid i hated being bored and now i'm like i would give anything to be bored for a day um you know you, you know you, the, the interesting thing that you're bringing up is the mental picture that i had you know with with vinyl records that you know you you put a record on you put on you sit down you either you know you, you, you either listen to your system or through your headset and that's what you did. You just listened to the music. 
you weren't streaming, you weren't surfing the web, you weren't looking at your email, you weren't reading text messages, none of that existed. And so you kind of just... <laughs> you heard it here, folks, here. He's hold. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's what you did. And I haven't done that in so long just simply because it's just... When I listen to music most of the time now, it's when I'm doing other office work or other stuff that I have to do. And it's like to find time to just do what we used to do back in the 70s, where does it sit down and listen to it? It's just hard. I And that's why I think everything's making a comeback. I know I, I think a lot of people are just tired of being constantly busy. I know like James and I have, have kids, so that's a little bit harder, but I think that's what... You know, like, for example, I grew up watching Leave it to Beaver. I think there's some of that is romanticizes the fact that time you had, that, that family time or that personal time when you're not doing a thousand things at once and doing all of it poorly. I miss that. I, I miss, it, you know, that, that moments of quiet. Yeah. But but also for me, my moments are quiet is when I go to thrift shops, record stores, vintage stores, etc., looking for particular albums. Hmm. and randomly finding CDs. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a good one. Like I recently p uh, picked up the best of Deep Purple. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, since we're talking about old time stuff, <laughs> I came across a, uh, a list of things and, and it was titled Boomer's Opinions that are actually spot on. Before, before you get onto that, please listen to this. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. The game where dignity is overrated. Make sure you go to oddassity.com or selected stores. Make sure you use MADTRIO, all caps, all one word, for 10% off your final order. Make sure you tell Miss Audacity herself that the MADTRIO sent you. Do you want to keep up to date with the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Make sure you go to themadtrio.com or check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Boy, what a way to kill the vibe. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, what I was going to say is boomer opinions that are actually spot on. So I was just going through a few. Melanie, days. this is for you. <laughs> Melody's listicle. Uh, people are too loud. I agree. Yeah. It says everybody about on. Americans. <laughs> yeah, boy, I'll tell you what, I know some Europeans that are just as loud. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've met yeah. some Europeans that are louder, if not. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we have a, a guest. I'm around Spaniards. So, <laughs> oh, we have a guest. Oh, hello. So, would uh, yeah. said guest like to introduce himself? Hi, my name is Josh Lean. I live in Pittsburgh. I lead a very boring life. <laughs> well, you'll fit in perfect. Sweet. <laughs> okay, so we're, uh, people are too loud. Oh yeah, so we started with uh, you know the the boomer things that you know. We're, People are too loud that are spot on. It's spot on. People are too loud. Okay. One of the other things is physical yeah, buttons yeah, are the best. Yeah. So everything's going, <clears throat> even in automobiles. And I looked at this, particularly at automobiles, is that everything's going, you know, the touch sensitive, whatever it may be. It's almost like you have a built-in tablet right into your cars now. 
and everything. But but you actually have to look at the screen <laughs> to know exactly where, you know, that particular touch sensor is on that screen. Where, when we had physical radios or we had push buttons or whatever type that are actual physical buttons. You didn't have to. You knew where they were. You were I, in your car all the time. I've had that thought every time I see somebody driving a Tesla when the only thing is that giant iPad looking thing. Like, how fucking hard is it to drive that thing and trying to find your radio station? Because in my in my car, it can be difficult. Yeah, radio station, air conditioning, uh, uh, you know, how hot or how cold, how high or how low. Everything's controlled by touch controls now, and you, you have to physically look at it. And so I think you're kind of adding to the distraction of driving, but that's, you know, why I think I, this boomer here is spot on. Uh, and in James' world, paper menus are better than QR code menus. I don't get that shit. I, I do not get the QR code thing. I think that's an idiotic way to go. Uh, it, yeah. So, by, uh, no. by the way, my my wife will will will, will totally agree with this. She's a uh, she'll go on a rant how stupid that is because sometimes, like, that for her examples, like one of the places she went uh, was the the internet did not work. So you're trying to bring up the menu, but you have no mm. internet on your phone. They have no menu, so they have to go out and print it. <laughs> it's just like this makes no sense. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I, I think that's an idiotic move by any restaurant. Uh, and, and high-end you know, restaurants, by me, the way. I, I could totally see if this is, you know, like your, your your dive wing shop. But if it's like a high-end restaurant, like my wife's told me about, I, that would be annoying as hell. I'm paying what per yeah. head and I have to scan? And I'm, I'm sorry. I'd much rather look at a full-size menu than a little screen where I have to scroll around everywhere to see everything. That I you want just don't like around. zooming to read the text. <laughs> the QR code menus are left over from covid that's something that just never went away. And they were like, oh, we don't have to use any resources of our business to print off menus. And they can just have people use their own devices because everyone has one. Why not? But I agree. I don't like it either. Yeah, and I think you, I think you end up disenfranchising people to a degree when they know that every time they go there, it's going to be QR code. And they go, oh, screw it. I'm not going to do it. So yeah. you know, maybe we'll go somewhere else. Uh, you know, so so I, everything I have... in a restaurant is going to be service oriented. And when you're not really servicing the customers but by providing a menu so I, I i have to admit i have yet to see this but i eat mainly at mcdonald's and fast food and and uh and gas stations <laughs> when, I'm, when i'm on the road i have not when i'm busy on the road at working usually the gas station is the only place i can get time to eat so, so I, at mcdonald's I they're all going to be going to kiosks and there'll be no more employees see and everything will be walk up and push a button right you know there there's some pluses to that I, I i do like but i i have to admit talking to somebody is is kind of cool but i don't find the kiosks that annoying it's personally. weird i mean maybe because i didn't grow up with it but it, <laughs> it's still kind of odd i mean the first time i saw one of those was a uh, taco bell went there and, and there, there there's no people you don't see anybody and you walk up and it's like Talking to a robot. You know, it's not even a robot. You push in stuff and walk over there, and this thing comes flying out at you. It's like, well, okay, that's different. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I've only, the only place I've seen that is McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, M yeah, McDonald's is the only place I've ever seen that. So, I, and I don't go to McDonald's very much. So, I, I, yeah. I go weekly because I have a child. 
who really likes McDonald's. You, you can break them of that habit. Why would I want to do that? Because McDonald's is actually getting a lot more expensive. Pennsylvania. The touch screens yeah, are everywhere. Oh, are they? And you're just you're losing uh, social skills by talk having to talk to someone. I'm just pushing buttons and staying in my own world. <laughs> that is something I'll 100% agree with. I, I think that's the one negative side about the modern generation yeah. is being focused is is they're not people friendly. Hmm. I didn't <laughs> think about it about it on the social side. I I think you bring up a good point with that. So uh, you know what we need the, the to interaction. do. We need to bring back bring back bridge clubs. You gotta like bridge to want to be in a bridge club. <laughs> it's the only thing I could think of. Well, you know, hopscotch, poker. more poker nights. That would be cool. Yeah. I suck <laughs> at poker, but one of many reasons why you see a lot of decline in fraternal organizations like your moose lodges, your elks lodges, things where people used to come together and just socialize and have camaraderie. Um, even in the veterans communities with like your VFWs, your um, all that stuff is going away because this generation doesn't like to do any of that. See, that's that surprises me that the, the, the VFW specifically, because the members of the military like yourself, I know I've talked to in the past that I've been told that that's the only place there's a certain thing, uh, a, a, cer a certain connection that they can only get around other veterans. I'm really surprised that's disappearing. There's kind of a, when you walk into, and, and the, I don't <clears throat> pretend to speak for all the veterans, I'll just speak for myself, but when I walk into a VFW, um, there's kind of like a stigma um, kind of predating the war, like like a tier system, right? Like if you're a World War II veteran and you walk in, you're God. Uh, the, the demigods would be the... Um, Vietnam generation and this newest generation we don't really matter quite as much and I think some of my I know I'm off put by that um, and I just I just don't have time for it and a lot of times especially with the VFW not so much the Legion but the VFW it's just a lot of drinking hey let's just go to the bar and get cheap drinks and like I have a job I have a wife I'm a dad like I don't have time to just go to the bar and drink Right. Th let's be honest. At least for me, that was never yeah. fun when I was single. Doing is doing it, being having busy. It's just not fun. It's not fun. The the that's a whole period of time, social network. It's a whole different thing that I think they're still carrying on. I mean, we used to go to our uh, veterans hall all the mm -hmm. time for meetings and things, and all it is is the bar. I mean, really, that's all it's all about, you know, for at least our local one here, and it's it's all about the bar, and it's like, but I, I, I could care less about the bar, right? And and so, <laughs> and, and maybe that is generational. Um, I, I can see exactly what you mean by, you know, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, you know, that was still kind of the norm for, for all, all us guys that age. You know, that kind of thing, although it never was for me, but it seemed to be the thing. And, and I think we're getting away from that. Probably for the better. It's just like uh, smoking all the time, smoking everywhere. It's just like drinking all the time, drinking and driving. I mean, there's a number of those type of things that we're getting away from and, and we're, we're growing out of. 
for the betterment. I I, I, I would kind of interject. I think it's positive and negative. I mean, you just, you always see like the 40s, 50s, and 60s. That's when everybody had a martini in a hand and a cigarette, at least in the movies and popular media of the day. But that was also where we had all the social interaction. I, I, I think there's a negative side. It's now everybody's like, okay, drinking too much is bad. Smoking's too much is bad. But now everybody stays at home watching their 50-inch or, you know, 100-inch television watching movies. I, I, I don't know. There's got to be a happy medium. Well, we, we are isolating more. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The pandemic didn't help that at all. No. I mean, we were heading in that direction anyway. And then the next thing you know, the government's telling you, no, no, you guys can't get together. You can't have parties. You can't see each other. You can't go visit your neighbor. Ten, you know, so. and ten people in your home. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the only people I know who that actually stopped is 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 non-rednecks. All the rednecks I know were like, whatever. Here's a Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, okay, no no longer Budweiser, but it was they they didn't care. As long as it wasn't Bud Light. <laughs> Can they just need better beer? <laughs> I made a joke in Lodge the other night and it was very popular. Well, oh on a uh we're putting on an event with the pittsburgh penguins and someone said hey does any of the brothers here know another um where anywhere we can get inexpensive beer or like someone who'd be willing to donate beer <laughs> and i stood up and said you know if i hear if you email the vp of bud light you could get some really cheap beer and i got quite a few laughs at that <laughs> i bet you did the, the <laughs> funniest thing funny. is I, I guarantee they would um there's some massive fallout from that <laughs> oh yeah but which to me is funny because I, I don't care one way or another but you think a beer company who's always been rah rah american would at least know their target audience that's the part that yeah, shocked me they screwed up in that and kid rock really yeah. added to the fuel to the fire on that one too so and and yingling took the exact opposite direction said we'll show you what patriotism is went hard into the right. But you would think that corporate America would look at the example of Bud Light and say, let's not make the same mistake. But here we have Target, who literally did the yeah. exact same thing. I yeah. I think that's, I think just thinking about the market, that that's that's a hard thing, because there is an untapped market that they're not, they're not reaching. So I think there's a balance there that they're trying to reach, which right now is just really hard to do, because it's, it's just the th a, it's it's the thing in the moment. It's the fish in the barrel. I, it'll so be something else next week. If you just look at the numbers, though, if you you know these are supposed to be corporations, and what are they looking at? They're looking at numbers, sales numbers, numbers in general, all that. And you're going, okay, let's glorify this portion where the majority don't really like what you're glorifying, but let's go ahead and do it and make it a mainstay. And, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, what? But it's it's it, it's because it's the, How can there be a backlash? Because it's the topic of the moment. It's on every channel, every news, whether pro or against. It's everywhere. So you're thinking, okay, this has got to get because you you know, no views are bad views, and Budweiser's the first person to realize that. Okay, that's not necessarily true. Whether good or bad, they got bit by doing what seems to be popular. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm, at, and I'm know, agnostic I'm to it. I'm not going to drink any of that shit anyways. And I don't care. <laughs> if somebody wants to do something, go ahead. I don't care. Does well, it hurt me? My, we, my, we talked about that the whole time. And, and you know, it, you don't have to take a stand in a position like that. But, yeah. but people do vote with, by their dollars. And that's, that's kind of a, right? And it's big enough that Budweiser 
one of the biggest in the world, was affected by it. That tells you something. Yeah. Do you know what they should have done? In all seriousness, instead of apologizing, just say, Budweiser, we're aiming to make better quality beer. Because let's be honest, you're not drinking Bud Light for the flavor. You're, yeah, it's I'm it's one step like above Natty Ice. They, they say they like drinking Bud Light because they can drink more because they don't get as drunk. And I'm just like, yeah, you can drink a bunch of it without getting drunk, but why do you want it? Okay, so I'm not the only one confused at that. What's the point of drinking? Like, yeah. like if you're going to well, drink all day. Wow, well, we're back to the social part of it. Is that yeah, what we're talking, I mean, about? I'm talking about? We're talking people about that stay at home and drink these things. <laughs> they're not out drinking with can't other people. Can't have it both ways, can we? We, you know, we can only have it one way or the other. No. You know, it, could, it could be both ways. They could go out drinking socially with it and then, you know, drive home after, I guess, if they're not Uber. Too drunk Uber or something. Home. But yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I just don't get it because, like, if I'm drinking, I'm, I'm not drinking to get, you know, like completely wasted, but, you know, I'm not drinking that crap for the flavor, so why am I drinking it? Yeah. See, this is why I disagree. I drink quality liquor for the flavor that happens to get me well, slightly buzzed. If I'm going to drink something. I'm going to drink something that's good. Oh, I'm not going to drink something that's, you know, mediocre <laughs> or crap. Which, by the way, shout out to Buffalo Trace. If you want to happen to sponsor this podcast, you, you are one of my all-time favorite beverages. <laughs> Matter of fact, I always joke, if I go missing, people are going to find my picture on bottles of bourbon. Speaking of bourbon, this weekend I took a tour of the Wiggle Bourbon Distillery Factory here in Pittsburgh, one of the oldest distilleries in the area, where they specialize in different types of small batch, local craft bourbon. Very good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very, very good. I'm so, currently drinking the American Rye Kilted Bourbon. They had uh, Laphroaig Scotch barrels sent over from Scot um, Scotland, and they aged their bourbon in the Laphroaig barrels, so it kind of gives off a little half-and-half -half taste. I, I, I might have to uh, Venmo you some money so you can send things my <laughs> bottles my I way. That. Uh, Good. All right. Well, <laughs> so... Uh, Back to the, the topics I was talking about, the, the 10 boomer uh, opinions that are actually spot on. Okay. I'm going to try to finish a few more of those. Uh, one of the other things can't stand is automated customer service. So, you, know, you dial into somewhere and everything is automated. Phone trees yeah. are the devil. I, I, I think if there's anything Christians were right is the devils are in phone trees because I can never talk to a single fucking person. I just keep pressing zero. Over yeah, and over know, and over again. Um, the, I, my girlfriend was dealing with a, trying to do an over the phone payment with a with a, one of the companies, and they don't let you do that over the phone. Everything has to be either through their automated system or online, and they didn't even set up a real automated system. And she sat there trying to push zero. I was telling her to do it, and. and it would just do a, a roundabout and then hang up on you. Yeah, yeah. So they're, hey. they're also trying to shut that off, too. All right, here's another one uh, under the same thing, but not on about an automated customer service. I called. I had to call a department in, in our county, and I called this department, and I expected to get into the phone tree hell. Believe it or not, 
two rings in and an actual person picked up. Did All they right, have that, an accent? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they were right there, you know, in an office down in the county buildings. But but here's the thing that was amazing. So I was trying to get a service done. And they said, well, we now charge for that service. You have to pay, in this case, it was $40 for, for what I wanted. I said, okay, fine. And then she goes on to say, but we can't take any payments over the phone, nor do we do a credit card. <laughs> you have to mail her a check or cash. Yeah. It's either I had to go to the county and bring in a check or go there and give them cash. Huh. And it's like, well, that's not a very convenient option. Well, let, let's be honest. If you're, guilty, if you're dealing with a government, none of it's convenient. In this day and age, in this day and age, a government entity that doesn't take a credit card. My hell, I paid my DMV fees on online using a credit card. Yeah. Right? So it's like, come on. I, you know, so <laughs> it seems like. Could you give them a check? What's that? So, could you could you write them a check? Yeah, I had to actually physically write a check. Jeez. Now, wow. I can't tell you. I'd have to look at my book. I can't tell you the last time I actually physically wrote a check. <laughs> that was like, what? It's been so long, the old guy had to look at the, the example at the front to figure out how to do it. Well, I, oh, I pay all my bills online. The, did they not know how to use the carbon copy machine? Maybe that's I, why they wouldn't take your credit card. Yeah, maybe. They only had carbon copy machines, and they didn't know what those were. There, there, there's it, some truth to that. It, it's crazy. That, that just struck me as just oh, but, bizarre. By the way, I made yeah. that joke to a younger person, and uh, was it some shop doing some shopping? Said, at least you know you're not like having to use a carbon copy machine, and you had this like blank look. What's that? What's it's like, yeah. It's like, oh fuck, I'm that old. This is. It's like, do you know what eight tracks are? What? It's like I'm just leaving before. <laughs> well, you know, they, 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 did you ask him? Do, do you know what seeing somebody means? <laughs> uh, no, they don't. I mean, you know. honestly, they probably don't know what email is. <laughs> well, there may be some truth to that. Because <laughs> the, the, the only thing I get in emails is, the, is is a bunch of spam. Yeah, I get some stuff in emails every so often, but not nobody actually writing me stuff. It's more like confirmation of your purchase or. This payment went through, or something like that. A lot of businesses still done via email attachments, email attachments, and everything else that's involved yeah. with it. So there's still a good deal of email going on out there. My my email address. John got, just. Yeah, John just wants spam. That's he's no, asked everybody. My my email address I'm got lonely. My I'm lonely. E I need people to send me stuff. I miss people. My email address got sold a number of years ago, so somehow I get an odd mix of of right wing, left wing, and, and plastic surgery stuff. It's like, I don't, I don't want any of this. The farther I stay away from politics, the better my health seems to become. Well, there's truth to that. Going to move yeah. along here. Oma, Oma, one more to add to this, a couple more to add to this, but anyone in particular, one of the other pet peeves of Smith is to stop recording fireworks. When 4th of July comes around, just watch the damn fireworks. <laughs> recording them. What, you know, what What are you doing recording fireworks? I mean, come on. Do you ever go back and watch those fireworks that you that you record and they go, ooh. So, oh, are you, you talking know. about people with their phones out recording? Yes. Like, trying to think like people at home like 
Ah, they're recording. They're out there at a fireworks show, and they're pulling up their phones recording. So I happen to know, personally, that said old guy has done that before, but with a much bigger camera. Hey, can't say that I didn't do it. Everybody's done it. But, you know, the fact is, it dawned on me. You never go back and look at it. Because, one, it's never exactly the same. Oh, no. Right? It's not the same experience. No, so. no it's not. I mean, <laughs> you got a good point about that one. And I'm sure every single boomer has done it. I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Josh, is that something you've done? Have you recorded fireworks? Perhaps, but I have not done it in some time. <laughs> God, he got him to admit it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I, I'm really trying to think. I might have done it once, and that's it. Uh, look yeah, at James here trying to look. Uh, oh, I've never. Oh, maybe trying to uh, deny I'm it. I'm trying to think. Oh, like okay. I'm trying to think. Like I've just not been one that I've ever gone out and. All right. So well, this is for all those all those listening stuff. listening to us out there. Don't record it. Just so watch and enjoy it. I I recorded fireworks once, but because it was my son's first time seeing it. That's the only reason why is because I was doing it to see his expression and how excited he was. Besides that's that, I've never done it. To, but that's, that's different. That's of. different. Yeah, I'm that's different. Somewhere I have a recording of you, John, at Disney World when you were a little kid looking at the fireworks jumping up and down. Yeah, too bad that format don't longer exist, so it's hard to find a way to watch it. You need a projector and a bed screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) True. All right, here's another one. Now, now we're all seeing some of these, particularly the all-electric cars that are out there now, where the headlines... The headlights, they're all these LED bright headlights are just too damn bright. <laughs> I can't be the only one that's going, you know, I'm going at the, God, these things are blinding. Oh, you, you talk about that. You, you know what I realized? I rented a Camry because my car was having transmission issues. There's a feature on this Camry to, uh, when there's no lights presence coming towards you, it always has the brights on. So yeah. half the time I thought these people are driving on the lights on. No, there's actually brands that... It, it blinds you when it's oncoming, when there's oncoming traffic, and it shuts off a couple of seconds later. So sometimes it's just because those, you know, those cars they're have running auto. with those features, and they're not the the sensors are not reacting quick enough. Oh no, no, I, I know I blinded a few people driving this car, and like there it's a go. really cool feature, but uh, of course where I used to live, everybody drove with their headlights on bright at night. It, it was it was either that or crash. I wonder what Highway Patrol does these days with all these, you know, because it used to be a point in time where you couldn't drive. If your headlights were not aimed properly, they seemed to be too bright. They'd pull you over. They're too now, busy being on their cell phone. stopping, you know, 80% yeah. of all the cars out there now? I think some of them come that way from the manufacturer. Oh, no, I, they do. No, so don't get me wrong. I don't think that the officers can really just, you know, pull you over for a car that you got from the manufacturer that's built that way. Can you aim your headlights anymore? I haven't looked. The last couple of cars uh, I've had didn't have I that, that you screw. You have to have a way of being able to aim them, I would think, because, you know, every time you replace the lenses and all that, they're not, they, they don't come perfectly centered. Maybe they do. What do I know? I just know that it seems to me that uh, they do feel very bright. <coughs> just put it that way. Uh, all right, here's another one. And when I first thought about this list and this particular thing, I went, yeah. And then I realized I have one of these things that actually I really love. And it's 
it is connected appliances. So, you know, it seems like every every appliance out there nowadays, you know, your refrigerator, your stove, your microwave, whatever it may be, is all Wi-Fi or Bluetooth connected. And I went, well, you know, what, what do I want my refrigerator connected to the Internet for? So it knows when it, you're out of milk. Mm. So, yeah, you know, so that's one of those things that is going, do we really? But you know what? <clears throat> so I... This is the only time that I'm ever going to admit this. That Jonathan was right. <laughs> hold on, Jonathan hold on. Right. I have that saved. I am totally saving this to my phone. You need to savor this moment. Yeah. Savor this moment, Jonathan. I'm going to hand it Jonathan, down to my grandchildren. Your yeah, great grandfather said, I was right. <laughs> One time. One time. He's been getting me for a couple of years now to say I had to get a Traeger barbecue. And I was kind of, you know, I was one of the old charcoal guys. And then I got into the propane and I got into the propane grilling because it was just so damn easy. You know, you didn't have to wait for anything to heat up or anything. Clank, crank on. There you go. Jonathan, and this is not, we're not sponsored by Trigger, but I'm going to tell you, he talked me into getting a Trigger barbecue. And I love this thing. I absolutely love this thing. It is just phenomenal. Yes! It, what, yes! What, brought, what brought this up is that it's got a Wi-Fi connectivity to it where you control the barbecue with your phone. You control the temperatures. You control the probe settings. You control <laughs> everything with it. I don't have to get out of my lazy boy and do a dang thing. I throw the meat on the grill, stick a probe in it, shut the lid, and go down and sit in my uh, chair and everything's done. It's first world barbecue. It's incredible. So I have one smart compliance that I do not understand because usually What's I think compliance? they're cool. What are you complying with? And I'm, I'm sticking compliance? to it. So Apply. here, so here's the price and you got to tell me what this is. It's for $2,299 <laughs> and it's in your restroom. Would you like to have crickets? We it's, need a, crickets it, it's a Wi-Fi connected toilet. Yeah, it's kind of thing, like a bidet, or you know, it's like a bidet toilet thing. So it's, so it's going to keep track of your bowel movements. And so it's the it's the pH testing on your. It's shit a smart and... Wi-Fi controlled multifunction toilet. <laughs> well, see now you don't even have to get out of your lazy boy. You can sit on your bidet, be smart Wi-Fi'd with that, and your barbecue. So did did anybody see that really bad John Ritter's movie? Uh, Stay tuned came out when he was still alive. Oh, yeah. There was yeah. a joke in that about the Napper Crapper 5000 that was a refrigerator, lazy boy, and toilet all in one. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I saw that the first time. I'm like, you know, that could actually be useful. <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing that and saying, that's the future. And I was right. Uh, there you go. That's the future. Oh, jeez, you know. <laughs> I, I still uh, can't believe I haven't recorded him saying I'm right. I, I, I'm going to have to save that somehow. I'm glad you got to record it because it'll never you know happen what you again. Need to do, John? Make that a soundbite. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> and this is when Rob kicks me off the show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are done. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, technically, I, I, you know, we would just have to find another way to get you on the show. <laughs> so, okay, John. I know. I know you started this one. You you started bringing up this whole 
uh, story. And I'm curious if you've kept up on the saga of Disneyland versus Florida. I haven't heard the recent news besides they're mutually suing each other. Okay, so they mutually were suing each other, right? Right. And um, so they were being sued, and then they countersued, and um, now there's been three? Let me double check that. (laughs) There's been... Okay, we might just be on to two developments after that, okay? So Santos came back and said, okay, fine, you're going to countersue me. Well, now we are going to really put a lag in your monorail system. So he upped the, the, um, the, trying to, remember the exact term i've been reading these things all on off since this has all been coming on so he signed a law that is going after their Mm -hmm. monorail saying that that is a transportation and can fall under their transportation uh, department (laughs) but it's been there since 1960 something wouldn't that be grandfathered in uh well ron DeSantos is going for it anyway so he signed into law uh, HB 1305, and that it gives the state's rights to go and conduct as many inspections of the monorail system that they want. So they can go in at any time, shut down the monorail system to inspect it. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, le- legitimate- Disney World came back and said, okay, fine. We are going to actually move. So they want to take Walt Disney World out of Florida. They want to take the entire thing out of there. So they could came back and said this. This I actually kind of thought was pretty freaking hilarious. Florida needs a new place for a state prison. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I read that one. That was pretty funny. So, <laughs> so now, now the rumor is Disney World may be coming to guess where? Texas. Nevada. I cannot see him putting it that close to Disneyland. I can't see it either. This has just been a rumor speculation that came out. It hasn't been officially released by Disney, but apparently Disney World or the Disney company is looking to be putting a new theme park in Nevada somewhere. They haven't stated where, but they are looking at land in Nevada is what the Disney Corporation is doing. And that that has been confirmed that they're at least looking at land in Nevada. So they're going to have to. That's where Disney World is wanting to go. It's, you know, if if they're serious, and I don't believe they are, but they have too much infrastructure going on there in Florida. There's too much oh, invested in there. there for- long. They've been there from like 1960. Don't forget, this was something Walt yeah. Disney himself actually planned. He never saw it to completion, but Walt was actually involved in Disney World. Um, I, I, I am curious, though, at what point is this just uh, a government going after a company? Because originally it was kind of funny. Some of it I've agreed with, but now it just seems... Like it's vindictive and on the verge of being illegal. 
Yeah, don't forget it, too. What? Yeah, don't forget too. <clears throat> Disney plays the long game. Oh yeah. Samus has got another term, if if at all. He'll be gone. They'll get another governor, and this whole thing will blow by. And yeah. it, you know, and so they're. I, I I'm sorry. I think anything's saying they're actually going to move it and shut it down. I, I just don't see it happening. It, I it's can't fun. see it. Either. It's fun mental exercise to think. Oh, what can we do? Where are we going to put it? We're going to. Yeah, but I, I'm sorry. I just. I don't well, the company is saying that they're going to actually leave. That was actually from Walt Disney World. They are. They, they have. I think it's Ron, they have think said they're. they're they have said they are shifting jobs to other places. They originally were going to have like a more consolidation of parts of Disney, and they basically said, "Okay, that's over." Like they they stopped the one billion dollar project, um, yeah. etc. I have read a number of people that's interesting that some people, oh, good, Disney fucks up Florida to this. If Disney moves, it's basically going to crash the entire economy of Florida. So yeah. I'm I don't I, mean, I don't believe what you know. It's in the middle. What do you I think, think Josh? they said, yeah, they've uh, um, they're gonna invest seventeen billion dollars into Florida over the next ten years is what they were doing before all this yeah. happened. Yeah, I think they still will. As a former cast member of <laughs> the Here Walt we go. Company, I I don't see it happening. Um, there is so much more infrastructure there that yeah. you all have no idea that it exists underground. Oh, it's just there's just no way. There's just no way. I agree. It's not going anywhere. I I I've no. the tunnels. I've seen everything underground. It's just not possible. I've always wanted to see the underground tunnels because they solely exist because Disney saw a cowboy in Tomorrowland and got incredibly pissed off. What would you like to know about them? I just want to, like, I've read a number of cast members saying all sorts of wacky stuff about Disney just because I'm, I'm a bit of a Disney nut. So if you arrive to, we'll use Magic Kingdom as an example, around the backside, and then you go into the tunnels, um, security is very lackadaisical. <laughs> I know because I was security. Um, that's what I, I was... Um, I, a uh, what do they call us? We are security hosts. Oh, security hosts. <laughs> um, we are only allowed to physically detain someone and or defend ourselves if we are put into a corner and are unable to escape. That is the only way we are allowed to use force, and the only force you have is your fists, because obviously they're completely unarmed. Um, but the the tunnels are interesting. It's a long walk. There's a lot of stops in between. There's whole cafeterias underground where you could run into other cast members. Uh, Peter Pan is quite a jerk in person. And <laughs> as are most of the Disney princesses are very full of themselves. Shocking. They are not the people in the world. Uh, if you see them and just even say hello to them, you will probably hear some expletives and see some expletives. Um, it's, it's, it's nasty. Um, Cast members are very undervalued. The, the Walt Disney Company doesn't pay very well. That's a pretty well-known fact. Um, uh, the average cast member makes about a... Uh, as a starting security host, you'll put in 40 hours for about $11.25 an hour with very minimal benefits. You'll stand outside in the hot sun. If you're like me and you like body art, 
Um, you will have long sleeves and they're heavy cotton uniforms outside. Oh. Um, it's uh, in the heat and the humidity. It's just, it's an interesting place. I, I, I love have a friend who still works for the company, um, whom I shall not name for his sake. Uh, he is former TSA, and myself being former military, we went to our management and said, hey, there's some real security checkpoint issues here. What do you guys mean? Well, if I wanted to take a bag full of a pressure cooker with all sorts of metal objects in it and <clears throat> set it off in the center of Disney World at 8.30 when there's a parade, this is how I would do it, and I would never be touched by any security guard. So maybe we should fix and focus on those issues. And they're like, oh, these guys are terrible people because they're pointing out the holes in our philosophy. We're not, we're, you're not here to stop crimes. What do you mean I'm not here to stop crimes? You're just here to have a physical presence so the people see you so they think we have their, their, their best interests at heart, but we really don't care. So, oh, okay. So, Good to so, know. I, I love the title, by the way, security hosts, like you're supposed to say, here's your table. Yeah, it's, it's I'm telling. Well, that's because uh, the three, the four keys to success as a cast member is number one, the show must go on. The whole thing is a giant production 24-7. So even if there's an issue or a quarrel or a, or a guess, there are so many doors that I can get through to get them out of the public view within an instant so they're behind the scenes so that the show will go on. Well, that, there you go. That takes care of that. I, I was going to say that the, the, <laughs> I've been at uh, semi-Disney my, my whole life, and when Darth Vader was finally purchased by Disney, everybody was surprised. And I'm like, really? <laughs> everybody knew Disney was evil. Now they just yeah. have proof. There you yeah, go. pretty much. <laughs> I've always liked the South Park interpretation of Disneyland. Yeah. I'll have to watch that. I've never seen that one. That's a good one. <laughs> so we are running a little late. Does anybody have any final uh, conversation points, tidbits, anything interesting? No. Well, at, least, at least the show picked up. We all started, one of our typical get the starts, slow starts, we were out of energy. We, we, we just need Josh on more. I mean, that's this, he's a, a piece yeah. of luck, he's a lucky charm. I yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. Thank, thanks for joining us, Josh. Want to, pleasure. Want, want to thank our sponsor, Audacity, for sponsoring this amazing program, and uh, hopefully we'll do more as uh, next week progresses. We've, life has been incredibly busy. Um, so as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.